And welcome to this week's edition of Big Tech Small Biz, a show where we interview small business owners from the great state of Texas about their small business journey. However, we are going to be doing things a little different this week. I'm your host, Ryan Holland, along with Justin Parks and Rachel Holland. Guys, welcome to this week's show. Yeah, we're ready. We're ready to chat it up. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, so we're going to be doing things a little different this week, typically where we invite a Texas small business owner onto the show and interview them about their about their journey. Like I said in the intro, where they came from, uh, the process, what they learned along the way, and where they are going. However, we are in a very unusual time right now for pretty much everybody, but uh, a group of people that are feeling this, I think, in, in a lot of ways, in a unique way, are small business owners because with the tenor under rule and all of the all the rules from different states going on right now there are literally millions of people losing their jobs small businesses that that can't operate all kinds of government assistance programs and and everything kind of going on the world is upside down so what we thought would be a good idea as since the three of us are small business owners just to get together and talk about what we can do to weather this crisis what we can learn from, how we can diversify our businesses, uh, how we can thrive as business owners, and even how we can thrive as Christian small business owners and learn to uh, learn to maybe trust God uh, with our business and seek God with our business in, in a unique, unique way. And look, and if you're listening to this and you're going through hard times right now, and, and maybe you would like prayer or something like that, email us, bigtext at cgmradio.com. Or if you have questions, email us, bigtext at cgmradio.com, and we would love to interact uh, interact with you there. Um, but we know a lot of people are going through some really hard times, and so we hope that... Uh, I know there, there's so much bad news. There's so much negative information. There's so much, you know, the world's going to be shut down forever. We hope that this show can infuse some life and can infuse some hope and encouragement in us as small business leaders, because as we're going to talk about, I mean, we, we do know this is this is going to turn around, so really we want to want to find out what we're going to do uh, along the way. So, uh, Justin and Rachel, why don't we kind of start off just talking about how we are doing as, as business owners, how um, and kind of what we're doing to adjust and, and, and attempt to thrive in, in this situation. And if Justin, as the owner of Theater by Design, uh, a costume rental company who's obviously experiencing a hit right now, kind of what are you doing? How are you uh, adjusting and adapting? Yeah, well, we, we've had a complete shutdown. So we've gone from having revenue to having no revenue. And um, I thought school would be back, you know, by April 13th. So it's kind of like, you know, a lot of my customers thought the same thing, but now that those dates are being pushed back further and further. And it seems like they're kind of, I don't know, it seems like they're setting it up for school to be closed for the rest of the year. Um, they want us to kind of ease into that, I think, mentally. Um, so I'm cynical about whether they're going to even allow school to happen. Um, but when all this kind of first went down, um, I went from being kind of panicked to trying to um, focus on okay, what, can, what are the things I can control? Like, I can't control people's response to the virus. I can't control whether schools are open or closed. But what can I as a business owner control? And the first thing that my mind went to was the stock market went down like 30% in like a few days or a week or whatever. And I thought, well, I, I know I need to make a 401 contribution this, this year to my, you know, to pay myself 401k for tax reasons. And so I decided to make that now. So I did that now and put it into investment and started to put money into the stock market because I, you know, I believe that it's been greatly like depressed and possibly there's an overreaction to it. I'm not so sure about that anymore. Uh, it's possible that there's still not a bottom. We still haven't found the bottom of the stock market, but at least as a first step, what I decided to do was invest some of our money in the stock market. Um, and I, I actually did make some gains on that. Um, the other thing that I, I decided to do um, was to be super generous and super forgiving of all of my customers. So 
if they came to me and said, well, we use this, the costumes for one week, but we need them for two weeks and we weren't able to do that, I would just, I decided ahead of time that I would do whatever I could to accommodate my customers. If they had already paid for them, but didn't get to use them in time, right. that I would extend their reuse in the future. If they needed a complete refund, I would give them a complete refund. And um, so I decided that early on because for a couple of reasons, number one, it's the right thing to do. But number two, I had, I'd seen the impact that, um, that, comes when you are super gracious to your customers during a time of crisis. And so we got to see that in Texas with uh, Mattress Mac. He's a so great local celebrity, but he and it became national news when he opened up his furniture store for people that were flooded during Harvey. And just the amount of goodwill and just sharing um, Christ's love was just so like so powerful to watch that. And and not only to see how how he was um, so generous, but also how much it blessed his business moving forward. And so I think as business owners, we have to think of not just like what's happening right now, but what's that going to look like in a couple years? And what do we want our businesses, how do we want our businesses to be perceived in the future? So I decided I wanted to be very generous as much as well, possible. Well, and can I share a scripture associated with that? You know, uh, Jesus made this very clear, Luke six thirty eight. he said, give and it will be given to you. Uh, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap, for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And, yeah. and it's very interesting, because really our, our primary motivation, of course, should be do the right thing. Right. But there are principles, and almost you could say natural laws in a way that God has set it up, is that when we give, uh, we do receive. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to be rich and successful and, and all of this, but but you see that when people are generous, when they do up, open up their places like like Mattress Mac. I remember he was even mentioned on the Jimmy Fallon show, yeah. <laughs> Mattress yeah. Mac. You know, you're like, it, it's truly it's truly amazing. And so, no, I, I absolutely agree. If if we as business owners can focus on having our our hearts open and our hands open. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus our kind of hands closed and fists clenched, just kind of holding on to every little kind of last uh, nickel yeah. and dime. Um, then yeah, I, if I you think... have the right to keep, like I have the right to keep deposits, but I'm choosing not to do that because it, it, it's just not it's not good on any level to do that. So I would just encourage anyone listening to you know try to do the right thing even when it when it hurts um, financially. Absolutely. The other Absolutely. thing that I realize is I have a lot of projects that I can be working on that that I've put off for a long time. So I think every business owner probably has that in their yes. kind of in their mind. They have a bucket list of these are the things that we've always wanted to do or have needed to do, but we've either not pushed forward or we've just been too too preoccupied with other things. And so I, I have a pretty big inventory project I need to be tackling. I have there's there's things I can do to be productive that will benefit our business once everything is back, you know, on track. So right. Um, that's the other thing. We can control the preparation we do right now. The Bible talks a lot about, you know, a fool kind of folds his hands during harvest season or during downtime. They just kind of wait around. But, uh, you know, a righteous man or a diligent man works even when they don't have to work. And so I think that's another encouragement I would say is even if you don't have to work right now, find things to do. Stay diligent. Stay. Keep your hands busy. Right. Exactly. One of the things that's really hit hit me, hit both Ryan and I, um, during, during the past several weeks is just feeling that need to diversify more. So we, we had a, we have a business that, um, that did not take a hit during this, but also we found ourselves with a lot more time and thinking through, you know what, if there was something that would hit this business, that was our pretty much our sole income. Do we have anything else Mm -hmm. going on that, that could take over for that. And so one of the things that we've been doing is looking at the market and going, well, what, what are some ways that we can help with the needs that are out there right now? And one of those is, I mean, everybody, and I wouldn't say everybody's homeschooling. I know sometimes people have said that really everybody's kind of crisis schooling, (laughs) even though, I mean, even the homeschoolers are crisis schooling. This is not the norm for, for homeschoolers. Right. Homeschoolers are used to going out and doing stuff. Right. Right. 
Right. So, I mean, this is not that even typical for homeschoolers. Exactly. We're, I mean, it's kind of a joke amongst homeschoolers is that, oh man, I wish I could be home some more. <laughs> so, I mean, it, we're not home all the time. And so everybody's finding themselves, okay, what, what do I do to entertain my kids? What are some free resources out there? And we've kind of been sitting on the website, howtohomeschoolforfree.com for years. Um, and just with other things that we've been doing in life, it's, kind of just sat there. And so we've, we've ramped it up over the past few weeks just to say, okay, we need to get content out there. We need to be producing new content. And could, could you've had a per- more perfect domain name <laughs> during this? I mean, other than coronavirus cures, I don't think there's a better. <laughs> well, and we got applicable. that domain name, what, 10 years oh, at ago? Least 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so really it wouldn't one. be available. I mean, somebody else would have grabbed it before today. But the, but the cool right. thing is that, you know, for several years, we worked on that website. We kept, uh, well, I say we, Rachel kept regular freebies and stuff going up on that website. And so we kind of took, but it had really been in limbo the past few years. We hadn't put any new content on it, but we're just like, everybody yeah. in, the in the world is, <laughs> quote, homeschool. They're doing school at yeah. home. And they're going to be looking for help. And here we have this thing that's just been lying dormant. And so over the past few weeks, we've been working. You know, it's just kind of funny. There's people sitting around with nothing to do. But this was something that we found that was kind of in the toolbox that we could then take, use, resurrect. Fortunately, we didn't have to build it up from scratch right now, but resurrect. And uh, so what's the traffic been like? Has it begun? Has it gone up like a million percent or (laughs) have you tracked? Not not quite a million. I mean, (laughs) That, that would be a lot. Um, we actually just were able to hire someone on to manage the website and create some content and post it to social media mm-hmm. um, because we do have other businesses happening at the same time. And so right. um, that's that's been fun. We've been working on, on training and, and getting that going. Um, but yeah, I mean, it definitely has but you have increased like a thousand, to where, it, how where many it was before. people do you have on Facebook, though? Like, haven't you grabbed like... Um, so on, on Facebook... Following the How to Homeschool for Free page is about twenty one, twenty two thousand. That many people. The last time I talked to you, it was no, like no, no. nine hundred. Well, so, well, there's a group, so we have a Facebook group, right? And so that that's different than the Facebook okay, page. Right. So yeah, yeah, they each one has about a thousand, one has about twenty one, twenty two thousand. Still a lot of people. That's cool. Yeah, I mean it's, uh, and so that's I think like whether whether it has to has to do with projects that are on our list that we can that we can take care of and accomplish or if there's other ways we can uh you know maybe diversify or whatever but uh but there's really um you know just just a lot of options one of the things that that i've just seen over and over throughout the years there's always a need in the market that you can address always yeah even if it's not exactly what you were doing before there can be something that you can do. For example, um, all three of us know someone who was who's um, working to uh, to be on on Broadway in New York. Obviously, not happening right <laughs> now. And so, one of the things he's doing is at least twice a week. Um, he kind of tested it out last week, and I think he's going to continue going forward doing Zoom dance classes, limiting it to ten at a time. And I mean, that's you know, that's solid money because he's still paying rent (laughs) for a New York apartment. And so he's thinking outside of the box saying, well, how, how can I earn some money in the meantime? And the need is all these dancers are home, not able to go to their normal dance classes. And so he sees that need and is fulfilling that need. And so there's, there's always a need in the market. It's just a matter of finding what that is and then providing for it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what, so that's kind of what, what we're doing right now, but we want to get into more specifically what, uh, you know, what maybe we can all do. I know we've hit on that some, but we're going to get into that a bit more. But I saw this clip from Dave Ramsey that I, I thought was just this, it's a minute long, a little over a minute long, so this won't take too long. But I thought, it, I thought he did a great job of really just bringing in some just kind of sanity and calm to people, uh, uh, which would include business leaders, but I think this is a great overall message that that we need to hear right now. Uh, just da, 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 da. here we go. Why is it? We're going to get through this. 
12 months from today, you can write it down right now, and you can send me hate mail if you want if I'm wrong, but 12 months from today, we're going to look back on this and go, wow, that was rough. We got through it. The same thing we said about those other calamities and crises that I just outlined. A couple of principles that we're going to get into tonight. Number one is, my friend Art Laffer says, no one makes good decisions when they're panicked or when they're drunk. Now, some of you are both. <laughs> some of you have chosen one over the other. Some of you are just panicked or at just in a moment in time, just in a five minute period of time, you can become panicked and do something that takes years to get your family past the mistake that you make while you're out of control. Your critical thinking skills just dissipate when you're panicked. You've got to calm down. You gotta calm down. Our friend, another Ramsey personality, Dr. John Deloney, he's a crisis counselor and he says, when you're in a crisis, facts are your friends. Facts are your friends. So guys, when you're in a crisis, facts are your friends, right? Uh, and and it's, it's very easy to get information other than facts, and I think we've seen that with you know, in terms of the, the reporting or stuff coming out from different government organizations of what we do and what we don't know uh, about the virus. Uh, but he said in that video, facts are your friends. He, well, he started off saying everything's going to be okay, right? And I think we all know that. Right. In one year, everything will be okay, is according to Dave Ramsey. <laughs> yeah. In one year. Not, maybe not the boldest <laughs> prediction on the planet, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks for the, the comfort, Brad. <laughs> In I one feel year, much I think now. we'll have no economy. And so, no. so besides the maybe less than uh, extremely bold prediction, uh, but there were several other you know good things that he said. Of course, everything is going to be okay. And then we don't make good decisions when we're panicked or when we're drunk, right? Yeah. And some a lot of times when people get panicked, they they go to extremes and they make they make bad life decisions. And that's that's something that we as uh, obviously small business owners and just as as believers, as Christians, I mean, we, that's something we cannot, uh, we cannot do, we cannot, uh, we cannot give into. And that, remi that reminds me of like, uh, when we had the leather crash, I think it was 2008, and the stock market cr uh, like plummeted, and I, I just reacted out of fear, like, oh, it's going to go to zero. And so I sold everything I had, and took a huge amount of loss on it. And then it bounced back in a couple years. And, or not even that long, but I just remember looking back at that and going, I wish I had not had such a knee-jerk reaction. I wish I had used, like, done more research and found more data. And I even find myself, like, even in the last couple of weeks, like, making decisions based on how optimistic Donald Trump is in his briefings. So it's like, okay, he's really optimistic right now, or they found a cure right now, so I'm going to go invest in the stock market because that means that we're on the rebound which is very dangerous because the next day he says, well, no, it's going to be this amount of time and it's going to be 200,000 deaths minimum if we do it perfect. Or, you know, that's what the White House is saying. And so I think that even in, we have to be careful even how we watch the news. And like, so when, when Rachel showed me the unemployment statistics compared to the last time we had a recession, it was pretty, um, pretty telling and it made me really rethink some of the things I thought were true. And so, like, when he says facts, I'm like, okay, well, I want to look at unemployment numbers. I want to look at other numbers, not just look at the face of our leaders and decide if <laughs> how well we're doing based on their expressions. Right. You know? And, and it's almost like bad, like, knowing true bad news is better than uncertain mm -hmm. no news, or it's better than uh, incorrect Good news. Right. Because, you know, if you have the facts and you know what, what the reality, there's almost a, a peace and a, and a calm that comes yeah. with you in a way that exists that's not there when we're, when we're uncertain. Or maybe if you're living in la-la land, I mean, ignorance is bliss, but only up until a point, right? right? When, reality, when reality sets in. But if you know reality ahead of time, you can, uh, you know, you can, you can deal with it. Uh, yeah. If you know the uruk high are coming, you know you can know whether or not to stand and fight or run run for Helm's that's Deep. Lord of, that's from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Sorry, Rachel. No, hey, I thought we made a pact that you weren't going to talk about Lord of the Rings we, anymore. We Ryan. did. Okay, but, uh, but okay. Come on. <laughs> I've this week watched one and two. Come on. Of Lord of the Rings. Come on. That's how bored you were. <laughs> That's, that tells a lot. That for those who lot. don't know, I'm actually married to Rachel, and uh, that's why our <laughs> last names are the same. But not I'm why. I'm not your sister. 
uh, but not in Christ, but not, <laughs> but not why our first initials are the same. So it's it's a coincidence oh, that yeah. our Ryan Rachel. Uh, but that's not because we're that's not because we're married. But uh, but yeah. So we uh, sh- she's been uh, just you know really just blessing my heart watching. Although uh, I do have to say I've been maybe getting on my phone and doing some business things during wow. the fighting scenes. Yes, and and it's it's like the best part. Well, that's disappointing. And, and, and <laughs> hopefully and then, didn't do that during the two towers battle scene, which is one of the greatest. No, battle no, scenes that's in the history that's what happened last night. Oh wow. And then there's like this <laughs> this bright white screen just blaring right there. All this, I turned the brightness all this, down. All right, we're digressing. Lovely blue light. Okay, yeah. So thank facts you for are our friends. I agree. Yes. I, I'm, I'm learning I have to be careful how much I take in the, the media spin. And I, I think numbers are really important. I think we really do need to be looking at unemployment numbers. We need to be looking at... Um, we need. I think that's a really good number to look at is... Mm-hmm. What were the numbers today? It was like um, six point six million. Wow, <laughs> people it, filing currently for yeah, unemployment. That's, that's pretty, and that's filed. Now thing. some of those will be rehired again once things right. go back to normal. But but they keep still. pushing. They keep pushing the date back of when things are going to go back to normal. Well, which and, gives me reason to pause. And it's and it's concerning because and and it's and look and. Maybe I don't know if we should really go here or not, but we can always edit it out. Yeah, we always can. We always can. But we've got to, you know, just because Dr. Fauci says something in a briefing or on some interview doesn't mean it's true. Like we have solid, solid clinical evidence and, and proof that hydroxychloroquine is extremely effective right. uh, against the that coronavirus. Is that, that is a, is a fact. fact. It's a fact. No, I was at the post office earlier today. This is random. I was at the post office earlier, and uh, somehow it... Oh, yeah, this lady was talking about how she knew several people infected with coronavirus, and every the of the people that she knows who got on hydroxychloroquine, they all got better. Yeah, and the ones that are taking, like, Advil are the ones that are having, like... Well, that's what they're saying right now, is that the people that take Advil are having... A diff- more difficult time recovering. Oh, wow. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, for me personally, I would not even take Tylenol because acetaminophen also decreases glutathione levels in your body. And that's something that you, you need glutathione. You, you need that. You need glutathione in yeah. your body in order to recover from viruses. And you do not want those levels to be decreased. So, this is the so small- yeah, I wouldn't do any of this is the big tech small health portion of our show. <laughs> well, well, con- considering that you know we uh, we run the Oil Nation, yeah. which is Essential Oils Network Marketing. But yeah, it, it's the the health the health segment, uh, your health segment on big tech's <laughs> small <laughs> biz. Um, I, but yeah. but yeah, but look, so don't don't be afraid to go. You know, maybe maybe this isn't just quite right, or you know, just because some guys behind a microphone has a PhD doesn't mean that there aren't a slew of PhDs on the other side that are like, no, look, no, we don't have the evidence. Uh, that we don't know the death rate. We don't know this. We don't have yeah. a big enough sample. We, we don't have the information we need to actually have an actual uh, kind of conclusive facts on this stuff. And uh, so... If there's one thing I learned from my college statistics classes, it's that you can pretty much make numbers say what you want them to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, lies, darn lies and statistics, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. But so what... Um, I think it would be good. So he said, you know, facts are our friends, obviously. So maybe at this point we can dive in more. Like, what are some things that we can do as small business owners in this in this time? Maybe when it comes to, you know, like we were talking about earlier, just kind of thriving in this time. Um, you know, what what can we? What are some things that we can do to prepare? For something, if this were happen, uh, were to happen again in the future, I mean, we are we are kind of setting a pretty dangerous yeah. precedent. Uh, like we know this, I know this isn't that kind of show to dig into that. Right. We're setting a dangerous precedent, though, that ah, screen pr- pandemic and we shut down the economy and lock everybody in their homes. Um, I think that I think that to answer that question, I think this goes back to facts. So if you live in New York City or you live in San Francisco or you live in Seattle or you live in some of these other metropolitan areas. Your facts are going to be very different than Montgomery County, Texas. Or right. There's plenty of rural places that even still have school going on. Um, I think it's important to focus on facts for your area. And I've had so many debates and Facebook fights over this because all my friends live in California or New York, and they can't understand why I would be in favor of 
you know, church, churches going back into session and schools going back. Um, they can't fathom that idea. But uh, like our governor, Greg Abbott, has, I think, done a great job of looking at data for our state right. and applying that to our state. It's very important that every state make decisions that are best for their state and that we not just follow the national federal narrative that's coming from our media, that everybody needs to shut down no matter where they live, no matter how they function, no matter what statistics are coming out in terms of the, you know, the potency of this, this virus. So it, remind, it yeah. reminds me of the $15 an hour minimum wage. I'm like, what, what I think is so ludicrous about that is that $15 an hour in, in Podunkville, Texas, and $15 an hour in uh, Orange County, California are two very different things. It's this, uh, right. I mean, it, you could pro- it's like $7.50 in one place and $15 One's in the poverty, other. poverty, like that's right. poverty in New York City. Right. It's, it's, abs- it's Yeah. Is, is it even at the poverty? You know, yeah, <laughs> how far below, below the poverty line is it? And it's, it's this idea that there are these one size fits all solutions. If it needs to happen in New York City, then it, then it needs to happen uh, in the, the middle of the Midwest. And it, it's it's it is it's absolutely ludicrous. If they uh, put school back in session, I'll, I'll I'll use this as an example. I think Texas business owners can be could, should be very optimistic if the signs are pointing towards school going back into session before the yeah. year ends. Even if it's for one month, that will give consumers confidence. It'll give families confidence. Uh, just the very um, like the easing of the restriction on attending church is significant. Um, I, I think it kind of quells fear, like some yes. of the unnecessary fear and panic that might be out there. Um, so if school goes back, I think that that sets us up for a really strong summer. If school does not go back for the rest of the year, I think that we're going to have a long summer. That's my prediction. Yeah. I mean, I you could be facts. right because... I don't have any facts to well, <laughs> back that. It's, well, just, it's, it's just a feeling I think of ca- normalcy. If, like, if the sooner we turn to yeah. normalcy, usually the better that is for the economy, I'll say. Right. Well, and... If school goes back in session, then it, there's more of a... I guess if school does not go back in session, it's more open-ended, mm-hmm. and they can kind of let it linger forever. Yeah. Uh, and that that's certainly not what we want. So what, as small businesses, can we control, like right now? Because we can't control what Trump or Fauci or Congress or uh, our governor or you know, county judge or whatever. Well, we can write, we can write letters... To well, our, 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 I mean, we can definitely speak up. Well, that's we can. I wrote a letter true. to Greg Abbott, so I'll just put that out there. And I think it's important that everyone communicate with your local government about what you're seeing and what you're hoping for, so that your voice is known because they represent you. Um, and I, I think the really smart politicians know that. So make your voice known. Would yeah, be my advice. Yeah, so, absolutely. Point. Absolutely. So on top of that, within our businesses. Right. What what can we control, uh, Rachel? What can we do to 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 thrive and to and to grow in this time? Um, in in my mind, the biggest thing that we can do as small business owners is make sure that no matter what is going on, we are continuing to connect with our customers, because if we go into hiding. And we do not in any way whatsoever connect with our customers who frequent our, our businesses, then we're going to lose contact with them. And they're, I mean, they would have no loyalty, no reason to come back to us for, for things. So if we continue to connect with them, whether that is through phone calls or whether that's through doing YouTube videos or um, a friend of mine who has, um, who has a salon is doing some YouTube videos just for free about, you know, how to make sure that you don't, you know, give yourself a horrible haircut and here's how to, here's how to like trim your hair or that kind of thing. And that's going to make people say, oh, I want to make sure to go to her when I completely mess up my hair or, you know, okay, she's, she's (laughs) trying to help me to get through this. And so she cares about me. Therefore, I'm now loyal to her going forward. Or a friend of mine who, um, who, runs classes, fitness classes at, at a health club. She's doing, uh, twice a week free classes on YouTube right now. Yes, it's free. Yes. She's not making any money currently on that, but she's developing people who are now loyal to her and what she's doing and who believe that she cares about them Mm -hmm. enough to offer these free classes. And so they are absolutely more likely to go take her classes at the health club 
once things get back to normal. Yeah. So connecting with your people as I, much as possible. I agree with that. And I, I, I went to a, one of my favorite restaurants the other day to pick up takeout food. And I was like shocked when the customers in front of me, he's like, here's a free drink for you. Like <laughs> he has no business wow. or very little business coming into what he's compared, com- like compared to a few weeks ago. And he's giving away free drinks. Oh, and they're wow. going, no, 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 we'll pay for it. And, and he tried the same thing with me. He's like, oh, there's no, the drinks are, this drink is on the house. Um, this like boba tea I bought. And of course I didn't accept a free drink. I ended up giving him more money than I would have just because <laughs> I'm like, I, I, you know, I want you to stay in business. But just that, that generous spirit with your customers, if you're in a, in a, in an industry where you can be generous, cause they're also suffering, you know, like they're also, a lot of them are out of work that are patronizing your business. So, um, generosity is, can go a long way. And I, I think it just, like you said in the very beginning, it, it can, it, it's like a law of nature that if you're really generous, it, you know, it comes back around. Well, and, and in Acts uh, 21, Paul is talking to the elders of, uh, elders of somewhere, uh, and <laughs> I forget right now, and he quotes Jesus, which is, it actually isn't in the four Gospels, but it's, it's still a, 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 it was a saying of Jesus, and, and it's just it's very simple. Uh, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And we really, at times like this, we really go, okay, in times like this, when may, it might be harder to give, can we still have that, that giving heart and that, and that giving spirit and make giving the default rather than, rather than the other? Because I think, and we're going we're gonna to end the show with just our kind of thoughts spiritually uh, on, on what's going on, but, but, for, but you know, just what's, what I think is relevant to this segment is that the, the, it's amazing how many good biblical principles, um, uh, good business principles, rather, that we find in the Bible. That if we follow these biblical principles, it, it's, it's great for our business. Now, we should, we should do it first and foremost for the glory of God and because we love others, but look, this is, it's just what happens, and it's just the reality of how God, how God uh, set it up. So, um, just... Oh, Rachel, go ahead. I was just going to... Justin, you were talking a little bit before the show just about one of the examples that we have here in Houston who's just been an incredible example yeah. of of generosity over the years so what what are some things that you're that talking about mattress mac yeah yeah well um mattress mac during hurricane harvey did something i thought was extremely crazy which is he he, le- he kept his furniture store open um, if you're in Texas, you know this, but <laughs> he kept his furniture store open for people that had lost their homes to live in his store. Gosh, and I wow. thought, what is he doing? This is so crazy. Does he not understand that people won't go shop there if there's people living on these beds and sitting in these couches and watching TV? And the a- absolute opposite occurred. I think people wanted to go see who are these people that are living in this this furniture store. And he ended up, you know, so it was like gosh, a Barnum. He was Houston, Barnum show. Houston Man of the Year, uh, like unofficially, and probably will be every year for sure. Uh, and and what's interesting is that in this crisis, they they shut down um, lots of places, but they they kept Mattress Mac open specifically because he was continuing to um, serve food and help people um, who had who have lost their jobs during, during coronavirus. So um, he's a great example for all of us to follow. Um, we can all find ways to just be, um, what do you call it? Just to be over, like generous. abundantly, abund- gen- yeah, abundantly generous, generous and uh, you know, exorbitantly generous to our customers and people and our neighbors. And it doesn't even have to be like large sums of money. It can be, um, it can be like very, um, large amounts of time that we want, that we give, or like you said, giving free classes online or, um, being very gracious when people can't pay, if they owe money, giving them the ability to pay later, which I think goes a long way. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And, and so, and I think if, if we don't, uh, we were talking about this maybe at the beginning or before we started the show, but you know, people, you know, if you act in a, in a negative way, a negligent way, neglective way, neglective actually isn't a word. I, I looked it up, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Neglecting. I count, it, I count it as a word. <laughs> it sounds like a good word. I know. I, I think, think neglect. It'll be in the dictionary. It, neglective yes, should it be. Should. In, but in a neglecting way, they will they will remember that, 
and they will not use you later. Tell I mean, their friends not to use. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, they'll put throw it on social media. Yeah. not to use you. This is this is not the day and age where you you have a a bad relationship with a customer and then and it ends there. Yeah. Uh, that kind of stuff can go viral. So just from a long-term business survival perspective, we got to be very careful to be uh, to be good to be good with our customers, to keep in contact with our customers even if it's, you know, through email or social media or however we connect with our customers, we we keep doing that. Um, also um, uh, do we want to talk about good customer service or did we did did we hit that already, or what? What are y'all's thoughts on customer service, kind of, right now? Or do well, we? Well, there's no excuse not to give good customer service now because customers are very limited for most right. people. So I think this is definitely the time to go over the, like even when I got my adjustment the other day, I think they took extra time with me because I was the only one in the building. I mean, they were <laughs> right. wise enough to know. Oh, let's not just like crack his back and sh- you know shoe him out the Ship door out, let's, yeah. let's give him some extra care which yeah. actually I, I kind of appreciated that so yeah even for my chiropractor it made a difference that they and it costs the and it time. costs them no more money right and it costs them no extra time they're there anyway and and that's what that's what they did uh, so and, and even focusing on making sure to expand your network to keep in touch with your even just your network in general i had talked to someone who who works at um at a beauty salon and she has friends who are trying to help her find work and one of the things because she she still has to pay rent on her salon she just can't go in and do anything and so this one company is actually hiring her to come into their company she was recommended by somebody else who was trying to help their friend and she's going to go in and bring her, bring her chair and everything. And all it's an essential business right. and all the, wrong. right. She's not doing anything wrong. And all the guys that are there are That's paying X amount of money per haircut. So it's it's a little bit it's of brilliant. a discounted rate and she's going to be able to pay her rent for her it's salon brilliant. that month. Our, our baseball studio, we go to a baseball training studio and their landlord said the same thing and said, you got to pay the rent no matter what, you know, the landlords, that's what they're doing. They're saying you owe. And so they actually did a brilliant thing. They emailed everybody in the studio and it said, you have four options. Option one, you need a refund for this month. No problem. We won't charge you anything. Option number two, we'll charge you half for this month. And if you allow us to do that, um, we'll obviously we'll forward the half month to a future month, and we'll give you one free private lesson. If you allow us to charge you the whole month, even though you're not using the studio, we will credit that month you've paid for a future month, so you really haven't lost anything, and we'll give you two free lessons. Oh, right. Because wow. they're like, we have to do something, <laughs> they, <laughs> we otherwise we're going to go out of business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they're like, they were very creative because I. You know, I probably, I think we would have just said, yeah, go ahead and forward it to another lesson. But a lot of families may not be in the same boat where they can say that. They might be in a boat of like, well, it's kind of tight right now, and no, we need our money back. But I think by adding that little extra incentive of time on their part, their response was like overwhelmingly like everyone said, go ahead and keep keep the the dues this month. We want you to stay in business. Yeah. Yeah, that Smart. that's that's awesome. So um, anything you can offer as a free, I mean that that does not cost them any more to give another it's private just lesson. It's just, it's time. just time. So anything that you can trade time for for money now, I mean that's huge. Yeah, yeah it's really smart. And look, right now you're you're not trying to beat last year's net profit levels. Right, that's right. out the door. <laughs> that's the right, door. that's gone. We're, ju- we're trying to stay in business. That's right. And, and you do what you got to do to, to stay in business. So especially if you're a, a business that has, has, you know, has done well and has had some extra in the past, then, you know, maybe you can take a little hit. And, and the reality is if you, if you, if you are, if you do all these, print, I, I believe if you follow these principles, we believe that the Bible says that God's going to reward you. Amen. So it, Amen. it may not be this year, it may not be next year, but in the very, in the, in the near future, um, you know, God is definitely good for the difference, and He yep. knows our needs. He knows we need to pay for food. He knows we need to pay our rent. It's not like it's a surprise to Him. We we don't have to worry about that as believers. Absolutely. Um, one of the one of the other things that I think all small business owners and business owners in general need to be need to be thinking through is how do I shape my business going forward, knowing that this could possibly happen again. What, what do I need to do to make sure that 
that I have this kind of safety net that if things have to shut down, that, you know, we were, we were talking about, you know, all, all the restaurants now are probably going to ramp up their, their to go. And, um, they all got good at it. They're all going to be real good at it <laughs> yeah. too. Like, like when you think of to go at like Applebee's, you're like, oh, that's mm. going to take an extra hour and my food's <laughs> going to be cold by the time I get it home. Right. But I, I think after this, I think there'll be a little more optimism. Oh, about, the, dude, the takeout. Your food's got to be good at takeout yeah. or you don't come back right that's now because right. all, all that is right now right. is takeout. Yeah, and I mean, I going forward. I mean, there's a there's a barbecue place about ten minutes from us, and we can call them. And by the time it takes us to drive there, it's beautiful. They have it everything. They have everything packaged. It's a one price for enough to feed our whole family. Right. Um, three sides, ribs and chicken and brisket and pork. I think um, we're going to keep doing that. Yeah, even after this, you'll probably Absolutely. still do it. And normally, there's no chance we would go there on a Sunday, right? Like to the actual like brick and mortar store. We no. would not even consider it. So. I know. Yeah, and you told us about it, and we told other people about it, and so the word of mouth is going to be. I mean, for for those for local to the North Houston area, Pacific Yard House—that's all oh, I'm going to say. So good, great so barbecue, good. and uh, no, they did not sponsor this. Although, if they're interested, <laughs> uh, big text at cgmradio.com. Twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> free half barbecue off, for life. Barbecue. Of course, they would be <laughs> foolish because we're already advertising for them for free. But uh, but anyway. <laughs> Um, so a uh, uh, few things I want to talk about, which I want to try to keep this under an hour. Uh, two things uh, I want to make sure that we we get to. Um, I, I want to talk about uh, saving. Uh, saving. I think a lot of people, whether you're a business or in your personal household, look, I, I believe God. God's got this. Okay, that's like God is in control. We don't have we don't have to fear. God uses these crises to to test us to teach us, to train us, and, and to help us fix stuff, really, that, that need to be fixed. And I think for a lot of businesses and, and a lot of households, uh, one thing that, that, that people haven't been doing is, is saving. And right. so what, what are y'all's thoughts on, as, as small business owners, uh, making sure that, that we have, we have a, a kind of a nest egg, that we can weather some of these storms, not just... Um, uh, you know, not just during a, a world p- pandemic necessarily, but but other times. I mean, when things just get tough for the business yeah. itself in, in normal times. I, I think that small business owners, especially those that have staff that depend on them, have a moral obligation to think ahead for things like this. Like if you want to be a successful business, a small business, you have to assume that this is going to happen because it has happened. <laughs> We've had lots of downturns. We've had lots of things. It's not like this is the first time this has ever happened. It's just never been this magnitude. But I, I do believe that, um, that if you have employees, you have to be um, storing up a small nest egg that, that keeps the company going during lean times. I, I, I think the Bible is packed, especially like the Proverbs are packed with uh, verses that support the idea that you, you you can't just use all of the harvest. You've got to save some of it yeah. moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what does it say in Proverbs? It says that a a wise man sees sees disaster coming and and prepares himself. Essentially, right. is kind of the gist of gist of the idea. Yeah. And and there's kind of always as a small business owner, or even as a household personally, there's always kind of a looming disaster, right? Um, right? And we don't know what what the future holds necessarily. Now, that doesn't mean that we fret or fear, but that it also doesn't mean that we just go, oh, you know, it, it, it's the kind of faith that says, oh, just, you know, God will take care of me or whatever, so I don't have to do my part. I don't have to prepare on my end at all. When actually Proverbs says kind of quite the, the quite different, you know, it says that, that they see disaster and they and they prepare for that. So faith is following what the Word says, and if the Word says to prepare, then I think we need to prepare. Right. It always talks about there's there's a righteous man and there's a sluggard. So, <laughs> right. so like if you're a sluggard, it means you don't prepare, you don't you don't work during downtime, you don't prepare your fields, and, and I, I think that, well, I, I, we don't have to like preach to the choir. Most small business owners I know are extremely hardworking, extremely Absolutely. diligent. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, it if the government is going to allow you to take out a small business loan and, the, and at a low interest rate, and that's the difference between you surviving or not, then I would say you should look into it uh, because yeah. it's better to keep your business floating for a couple of lean months than it is to close down your doors. And, and what they say is that the small business loan will be forgiven, 
right? Um, but I saw a clip, I, I follow Entre Leadership on Instagram, Dave Ramsey's organization, and he had something uh, very interesting on the show, and I wanted to make sure to, to play that clip and to just kind of inform you guys about maybe something that you weren't aware of when it comes to the uh, small business loans from the government with the, with the new legislation out of Congress. Ryan's in Texas. Hey, Ryan, your question for us. Yes, sir. My church is looking into the uh, payroll protection loans offered through the SBA as part of the CARES Act. And I'm just wondering if you view this particular loan differently since they lay out pretty clearly that it is going to be forgiven if used on payroll, rent, um, those kinds of things. No, I don't view it differently. It's debt. And you're dealing with the SBA. Uh, which is a uh, a slow-moving, cumbersome bureaucracy, uh, mm-hmm. and that means when they're making the loan or when they're forgiving it. Uh, and, um, gotcha. you know, if you didn't know, there's a student loan program that says if you work in an underserved area, your student loans will be forgiven. And you know what? They're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because of the, the bureaucracy that's involved, has, the Department of Education has gotten involved and screwed that up, and a lot of people did student loans with the betting on that forgiveness and i wouldn't do these sba loans betting on the forgiveness um gotcha so we're advising uh um, churches and small businesses to avoid those now there is a tax write-off for your payroll tax and i'll be taking that you can bet on that uh avoiding you know that that payment uh to add to cash flow you know, anytime I can keep from sending Washington money, I'll do that. But uh, no, I'm not going into debt on promises that the SBA Mm. or Congress makes. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm more cynical than that. Uh, They can screw up Christmas up there Mm. and I'm just not doing it. So thanks for the call. All right. So uh, it's not from what we saw from that, uh, from that call, even though Yes, they say that the loans will be forgiven. Well, parts of the loan, like they're saying you can use it for payroll and you can use it for right. rent and utilities. Right. But anything beyond that, they're not going to be just giving you free money for. Right. And and from what he's saying, that that's been offered to people uh, in other programs, and that hasn't necessarily, in underserved communities, student people with student loans that are serving underserved communities, but that hasn't necessarily happened. So if you take one of these loans, which, of course, Dave Ramsey is Dave Ramsey, right? He's going to say, don't take a loan. Um, but... Uh, we're, we're not quite saying that here. All we're saying is that if you do take the loan, don't expect any of it to be forgiven. Now, maybe it will. Maybe some of it will be forgiven, and that, and that would be great. But, but if you take the loan, expect to have to pay it back. Right. And really the best thing to do is to talk to your accountant, right. talk to your lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah, it changed. It it, like I talked to my accountant today and she said it just changed today. So yeah. that's, how, that's how vital it is we be emailing our or CPA and lawyers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a very good time. <laughs> very yeah. good time to Don't talk to your CPA. Your <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and so... And, and now, Dave Ramsey, he's not against small business loans, is he? Yes. He is. He, he says, is. do it all like bootstrap. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. So that's, you know, that's where he, he gets in trouble with a lot of the, you know, the, the financial the financial guys online and you know and that kind of stuff they're they're not quite as into that but either way wherever you fall on on dave ramsey it's just very right. good like you were saying uh just talk to your accountant a healthy and, a healthy level of cynicism when it comes to the government forgiving debt or just wait giving you free money is very wise is truth yes <laughs> it's true a cynicism towards the government is truth right yeah um but uh so yeah, so I wanted to um, share that with you guys. Is there before we jump into the the kind of spiritual portion of it, where I think it'd be good for us to reflect a few minutes on uh, our relationship with Christ as small business owners and how we do with our businesses? Is there is there anything else that I missed or that you guys wanted to make sure to to hit before um, uh, before we kind of move to that section? I would just say that I'm very optimistic about Texas business, Texas small business, because I see the leadership. Uh, of Texas, people like, you know, Governor Greg Abbott um, kind of reacting uh, as a state and not, you know, responding or reacting as just part of a mass of 50 states. I feel like, I feel like there's a little more wisdom behind the decisions they're making 
Um, so I'm optimistic about it. Yeah, I am too. I am too. Rachel, anything else? Or No, I, I mean, I, I really would just reiterate to small business owners that don't just use this time that you're at home to watch Netflix. I mean, there, (laughs) there is time for that, but there, there are podcasts like this. (laughs) No, no, no. You can listen to podcasts. But there's definitely time for Lord of the Rings. All of them. (laughs) Extended cut. (laughs) Oh gosh. No, we're not watching the extended cut for sure. There's a reason why those parts were cut out. (laughs) Use, use that time. Use the time. Take, take a specific time, amount of time per day to really connect with your customers. Do things so that, Whenever your business does start back up again, you have those same people there. Plus, they've told 10 other people that they should come to yeah. your business. And I think this is also the ideal time to put your kids to work. So there's there's um, rules and things in the, the IRS code that you can actually hire your kids to work for you. Uh, and, and they can make up to $6,000 a year. Um, as long as you keep documentation, as long as it's a reasonable wage, they can work up to $6,000 a year from your business and it can be paid um, without any social security or payroll tax withholding. Um, obviously, consult with your own CPAs about this, <laughs> but, but this is what I've been told and this is what we've been doing is putting them to work. So they're at home. They don't need to be at school as long to complete their tasks. If there's tasks they can do, even if they're menial tasks, um, put put them to work. Give them... Uh, and we put our kids' money they earn into a Roth IRA, which they can use for college or a first-time home business, or first-time first-time home buy, um, if they if they decide not to use it for college. So that's that's another little tip I would put out there. Yeah, I love that. One of the things we have our twelve-year-old doing is whenever whenever people like your post on Facebook, not everybody who likes it is actually a fan or a. a one of, one of the followers of your page. And so you can click on the number of likes and by each person you can click invite, like invite to like your page. And that's one of the things we have we have our 12-year-olds doing. Our 12-year-old is clicking that. We have another one making images for us. And I mean, all of those so things, talk, talk to your CPA, but it is very likely that you'll be able to to pay them that without having to pay the, the payroll tax. And I got another one that I'm employing in manual labor. You know, as well, outside, outside, chopping down uh, trees in our forest. No, not, not quite, not quite that. But uh, yeah, but yeah there good. really is. Get creative, right? Get creative. Think about how can my kids help us and, and kind of Google and look up what, what Justin was talking about in terms of the, the rules about paying your kids and so forth. And you might, you really might find some stuff, some stuff that you like. So, um, well, that's good stuff. So let's, let's kind of end off and let's talk about the, um, just kind of the, the, the strong spiritual perspective on all of this. I mean, what, what do you guys feel like God is teaching you in this time? What he's teaching you for your business? Obviously, this is big tech, small biz, so specifically in your in your business, but I imagine whatever he's teaching you personally or what, what you're learning personally is going to be relevant to that. So what are y'all, what are y'all's kind of spiritual reflections on this time and on, uh, on your businesses? Well, I'll go first, and um, then you guys can go. Um, I, I think... For sure, I feel like he's preparing us. So for me, this is all a, a preparation of things to come. We, I, I, you know, I believe that what, ha- what was talked about in Revelation is going to come to pass, and it's very possible it will happen in our lifetime. So I look at it as like preparation. Um, sure. Uh, not just teaching me, but also preparing me and preparing our family. Um, the other thing that I've, I was really struck with is uh, one of the people I emailed um, just to see how they were doing, said, you know what? He was also a small business owner. He said, you know what? We work so hard. And, and those of you that are in small business, you understand how how hard you have to work to um, make a living. And it it can be all-consuming. All it can take up every hour of your day, um, seemingly. And so to see this not as like a curse or as some sort of like um, horrible thing, uh, but to also look at it like, from a different lens, like maybe this is God giving you a break. <laughs> maybe you need to rest because the principle of rest is so important in the Bible. Like this, we rest on the seventh day, and in the nation of Israel, they had the year of jubilee. Year of jubilee every seven years, where they actually didn't work for an entire year, and all debts were forgiven during the year of jubilee. And part of me thinks that you know we're experiencing a little bit of that as a nation. We're, I was we're thinking being the same given thing. A, 
a month or two or however long to rest from work, from the worry of work, from the worry of making income. And, you know, of course, in the year of Jubilee, they had six years to prepare for it, so they needed to save money and save uh, resources. Um, but but I, I think that there is something to, something to that, that God wants us as a people to rest. Even rest from going to church, as crazy as that seems. Like, the, the ritual of church um, and the ritual of school and the busyness of after-school activities, it's like, like we cannot put our hope in activity. Um, right. We have to put our hope in Jesus yes. Christ and our walk with Him. And uh, the only way to really grow in your walk is to have times of quiet and times of rest and times of reflection and times of devotion. And so um, as much as I want to occupy my time with social media and doing creative things and working and preparing, like rest is probably even more important. Amen. Amen. Um, Rachel? The verse that just keeps going over and over in my head, and I've talked to the kids about it, and um, I've talked to our our team for for our business about it as well, is just Philippians 4, 6 to 7, which is be anxious for nothing. I mean, literally nothing. Um, But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And I... That just that every time I think about the situation, every time I think about what's going on, it's there's nothing, even in the midst of absolute crazy insanity, like what the early Christians were going through. Be anxious for nothing. Um, so that that to me is just something that has given my heart a lot of peace. And anytime I find myself the anytime I find the anxiousness kind of rising up in me, remembering, oh, right, God set something in place for us to do about the anxiousness, which is to let our requests be made known to God, pray, and, that, and, and that's with, it. And, and with Thanksgiving. Right, that's with Thanksgiving, thing peace, find right? things to be thankful for. I mean, I've seen so many articles about how gratitude, that science has shown that gratitude literally rewires your brain. Hmm. And... That amazing. I mean, it's it's truly phenomenal. Oh, right, God, God actually was right when He said that we should do ever that we should give thanks in all things, that we should find things to be grateful for at all times. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and I think when I think when you come to understand that I don't even deserve my next breath much less a successful small business or much less all of my dreams coming true. It's so much easier to be to be grateful. It's like, oh, I don't, man, I really don't want to do this chore right now. I really don't want to uh, have to deal with, with this thing with my business right now. But you know what? I don't even deserve to be alive right now. Right. This moment is a gift, and it's something I don't deserve. It's nothing that I earned. I mean, apart from my relationship with Christ, that is a gift, just very human life itself is. And the more we recognize uh, and we get rid of our entitlement that we think we deserve X, Y, or Z, or life should be like A, B, or C, once we get rid of that and we understand every second is a gift from God that we don't deserve and we did not earn, a whole lot opens up. A whole lot of things open up for gratitude. And I heard this uh, this Harvard study. Uh, this guy from from Harvard that did this study on gratitude, and it was he said, "He who is grateful can endure all things." Uh, through his scientific studies over the years and studying these war torn, impoverished areas, and I think all of us, um, if we have uh, gratitude. Or like Rachel was talking about the 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 peace, like seeking God and, and prayer and trusting Him and replacing uh, fear with faith, and like what Justin was talking about, using this as an opportunity to just rest and to just be uh, the the land, so to speak, in a unique way 
has been uh, able to rest. Now, you know, there's still Amazon going and, and that kind of stuff, but in, in a unique way, in, in certainly American history, our, our country is resting. And so I think all of those principles come to play. And if we use this as a time to, to, to thrive and to dig in, and another, uh, another thing, I encourage you, Dave Ramsey has kind of a message of hope on his website. If you just go to DaveRamsey.com, that's great to listen to. But he, he, mentioned, uh, he mentioned a few things, which was to control your input. You know, be careful of the amount of media and, and so forth that you put in. And again, use this time to, to dig into our relationship with God, our families, and, and I think we'll see some good stuff. So, all right, guys, well, that will do it for this week's edition of Big Tech Small Biz. Rachel, Justin... Thank you again for sharing your thoughts and your wisdom. And guys, please subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. And you can subscribe at cgmradio.com slash big text. Again, email us big text at cgmradio.com with any comments or questions. Stay safe, everybody. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And we will see you guys right here next time.